Chapter 29, Magical What the fuck do you think you're playing at, snarls James as he storms across the length of the ward in their direction, coming to a stop directly in front of Remus who rears back a little on instinct. Serious glances at himself spread over the bed. The blankets are still drawn up, his trousers pushed nearly to his thigh and hip on full display. It doesn't look good, he's forced to admit. It's not what you... Stop, shouts James, fury etched into every line of his face as he halts Remus in the middle of his explanation. What are you doing here? They tell us everything, Lupin. Everything that happens here, we know about it. We've got good people, fantastic friends that work here. They all care about Sirius, so nothing slips by, which means I know this isn't your first visit. So, enlighten me. What the fuck are you doing? Remus's mouth works silently for a few seconds, his wide brown eyes darting to Sirius and then back to an infuriated James. Nothing, he finally manages. I'm not doing anything. I was just curious and wanted to see if I could help. This is your way of helping, demands James viciously, flailing a hand in Sirius's direction on the bed. Having your perverted way with him while no one's around to see. No, says Remus quickly, shaking his head. No, that's not what this is. I'm only trying to help. You all miss him and he wouldn't want this. I was only trying to see if there was something I could find that might have been missed. Missed, hisses James. What the fuck do you know? He cuts off as the doors swing open again, Harry racing through with Lily close on his heels. The boy rounds the bed quickly and climbs up on the edge, seating himself by Sirius's side with ease. Hiya, Uncle Sirius. Mum got us a new book to read since we finished the last one, states Harry, brandishing the hardcover in front of Sirius's closed eyes. It's a muggle one with adventure. Dad says you've always liked those best. I read some of it already. I think it looks great. Sirius gravitates towards the bed and his godson, his heart aching fiercely, arms feeling heavy where they hang uselessly at his sides. He longs to reach out and gather Harry to his chest, just to hold him again, feel that perfect warmth contained in his still small but quickly growing body. Already he sprouted taller since the last time Sirius had seen him. He looks a bit sad as he cracks open the book and begins to read quietly, and Sirius nearly crumbles beside him. James has fallen silent, still standing in front of Remus though he's pulled back from his towering intimidation with the appearance of his son. Lily steps up, looking between them warily as James's eyes shift from Harry back to Remus, glowering, mouth pulled into the thinnest line Sirius has ever seen. I don't know what you're playing at here or what you're trying to do, but I'm not having it, mutters James in a near growl. I want you out. Out of this ward, out of his flat, out of our lives. I don't ever want to see you again, do you understand me? James, warns Lily, eyeing her husband reproachfully. James shoots her a look that doesn't quell her admonishing expression as she turns to Remus. I'm sorry, Remus, sweetheart, but you can't deny this seems, strange. You say you're just trying to help. Yes, attests Remus. That's very kind, but I... It doesn't matter, interjects James and something in him seems to falter and crumble. 
we're putting an end to this. Even if you are telling the truth, there's nothing you can do. Sirius's head whips to James as Remus stumbles a bit. What, they say at the same time, though the others can only hear Remus's voice. What are you talking about it, continues Remus as Sirius stares in open-mouthed shock at his two friends. We've talked to some healers here and a few knowledgeable friends, hedges Lily, her gaze flickering to Harry and Sirius in the bed. It's, it's been too much. We can't let this drag on any further. Remus blanches as Sirius teeters, everything around him spinning as realization settles in his mind and heart. You're killing him, hisses Remus in outrage, just low enough that Harry can't hear. You can't do that. James's face shudders, pain and guilt flashing through his hazel eyes, but he steps forward, leaning towards Remus again. You don't get to have an opinion on this, snaps James. You don't know him. This isn't what Sirius would want. He hated being in one place, staying still. He was always moving, always into something, never satisfied unless his hands were busy, or his mouth was going. He would hate this and he would hate us for letting it happen for as long it has. He deserves better. But you, attempts Remus, eyes darting to Sirius pleadingly. You can't know there's nothing that can be done. You can't know that he's not still in there somewhere, just waiting for the answer. You cannot do this. Look at that boy, cries James in a near whisper, words harsh and tortured. Do you see him? Sirius is his favorite person. In the whole world, Sirius has always been his favorite. James's expression twists and morphs again into something brutal and so desperate Sirius can feel it radiating off him in crippling waves. Do you have any idea how hard this has been on him? His best friend is gone. He's just gone, and no one has any answers as to why. We bring him here every few days and every time I can see it in his eyes, that hope that we'll walk in and Sirius will be sitting up, laughing, ready to talk about all his adventures and the things he's been doing. And every time I see that hope crushed out of him a little more. We can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I can't watch my brother waste away in a bed, his life gone, a shell of what he was, and you, of all people, a stranger, do not get to judge me for that. Remus shakes his head. You don't understand, he begs, his voice nearly gone now. Sirius wilts as he looks over at Harry and then back at his friends, seeing the clear desolation written like words across their skin, permanently stained. I don't understand what, growls James, obviously trying to hold himself together. He's not, starts Remus, meeting Sirius's eyes again. Sirius shakes his head in denial, his chest heaving, and Remus fumbles. You can't let him die. He's important. He's already dead, roars James abruptly. He's gone and he's not coming back. Harry stops reading at the shout, his head snapping in their directions, green eyes wide behind his glasses, the book falling from his now slack fingers. James notices, wincing and squeezing his own eyes closed as Lily moves to the other side of the bed and attempts to soothe her son. Just go, Lupin, mutters James, head hanging low. Leave. You have no business here. Remus doesn't move for a while, not until James looks up and fixes him with a devastatingly miserable and angry glare. 
He shifts away then, motions slow, feet dragging beneath him. Sirius watches him go but his gaze snaps back to his family gathered around him and it hits him like a stone slab in the chest. He's not gone, still right here with them. They can't let him go and he can't leave them, not like this, not ever. He needs them too much and he thinks they need him, that hope swelling inside him, taking root, branching off like a flowering tree but steadily dying under frost. James, he suddenly yells, stepping in front of his friend. James, don't do this. Come on, mate, I know you better than this. You've got to know I'm here, some part of you. Do not do this. Remus. Don't leave. James doesn't respond, doesn't so much as twitch as Sirius shouts in his face. Remus stops and turns, looking back at him, meeting his eyes, the brown there heavy with a grief Sirius can nearly bite with his teeth. Please, begs Sirius feebly, and he's not sure who he's directing it at, whether his friends or Remus or the universe at large. None of the others react to his plea. Remus stares back at him for another few seconds, agony clear in the way his shoulders hunch forward, like his spine is collapsing on him as he takes in the scene. Then he turns and walks through the door, and Sirius can feel something snapping, a cracking rattling through him. The colors wash from his world, shades of grey taking their place. Magical things dull and die, turning ordinary in its absence. The door swings closed behind Remus and Sirius feels that sharp yank in his abdomen as he's ripped from everything around him and plunged into airless darkness.